That's amazing. Everybody signed the uh, Chinese virus thing? This your first time here? Yes. I'm glad you, what's your name? Hillary. Hillary. I would change my name. <laughs> if my name was Hillary, I'd change it. Right. I, I, oh. We're alive? Oh, you up there lying. <laughs> That's Nick. The anchor baby. <laughs> That's the anchor baby. Um, Chris, come in for one minute. Huh? Can you just come in for a minute? Yes. <laughs> if you don't mind. I got to be on camera. It's not on yet. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Well, it's recording, though. Is it? It's recording right now? You just haven't done the intro yet. We're just not on the show? Right. Um, everybody know Chris? Chris is the social media guy. I want you to see a perfect example of what white looked like. <laughs> Chris is like, you can't get any whiter. This is like 1950 white. <laughs> Come here. I want you to see your haircut. See this haircut? Isn't this like a white haircut? <laughs> huh? I'm, I'm, uh, the, new, the new version of 1950. Yeah. yeah. The, the remodel. He reminded me of the 50s. When white people look like they had sense. <laughs> they were like, didn't mind being white. Yeah. I mean, but anyway, that's Chris. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Uh, the, the social media guy. He white. He even speak white. <laughs> he got a new haircut today, so that's what he had. What are you guys waiting for? Of course. And then also, D Live wasn't connected yet, so now it's connected. Oh, okay. So, Margaret, you've been doing well? How you been? I've been alive. Are you going deaf? Am I what? Are you deaf? <laughs> She's like, Am I what? <laughs> yeah! Huh? <laughs> Why are you going deaf? Oh, you a rapper? <laughs> I had a physical last week, two weeks ago, and the doctor called me and said it was amazing. And he said that the blood pressure is fine, all the stuff that old people get is not happening right now. And then he said my test strong. What did men have? And so I said, oh, good, I'm going to go have sex now. <laughs> and the doctor said, make sure you find a woman. Life, life. Oh, good morning. Welcome to church. <laughs> I was just playing. No, I wasn't playing, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. The doctor said I can if I wanted to without Viagra. 
But I'm not doing that. All right? So guys, don't think, oh, when I'm 71. <laughs> so anyway, welcome to church. Um, we're going to take your phone calls today and, uh, you know, questions on um, the chat line. And, and good morning, everybody. Good morning. How are y'all? Amazing. So what I want to ask first, you guys heard about this guy by the name of John Lewis. He died. Uh, anybody don't know who he was? Oh, okay. John Lewis was a, uh, a congressman, a congressman, black, and so-called civil rights leader. He participated with Dr. King and all that. And I think he got beat up one time. And as a result, he became a congressman. And um, he was a Democrat, really liberal kind of a guy. And so he died, I guess, over this weekend. And uh, who, uh, who is aware of this guy already? You're aware of him. Oh, okay. Let me ask Cheryl, what do you think about his death? Um, he was 80 years old, by the way. Not, not much. I mean, not much. Not much? No. Uh, may his soul rest in peace or something? Yeah. I mean, you know, when somebody passes away or dies, it's, you know, kind of hard for the family because they're used to them being around. But I, I didn't know him, so. Oh. I mean, I didn't know him personally. But you you knew that he was yeah. a congressman and right. all that, right? Right, right. Uh, Grace, were you aware of him? No, I didn't. I don't know who he is. I'm sorry? I don't know who he is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you aware of him? Yeah. Uh, so Hold on for the mic. I, I don't know that much about him. I know he's like a Democrat and what you said about him so right. But as far as his policies, I'm pretty sure it just lines up with the Democratic Party. Are you, uh, but you are aware of him, right? Yeah, but I do. How do you feel about his death? I feel nothing. I, I just kind of you remember. Feel nothing? I feel the a, a little irony. I, a little irony because it seems like uh, a lot of the people who hate Trump the most seem to be just dropping dead. Like that's all there. you think about it. Yeah, like I remember when. Um, yeah, I <laughs> so see like, the irony I'm glad here. He's gone. He I see the, the irony. Yeah, and also that uh, when Elijah Cummings died, uh, CNN put up a picture of John Lewis. This was not, not too long ago. When, um, because they kind of look alike, so this showed that CNN, you know, well, thinks that these, these two brothers at least look similar enough that they would make that mistake. What do you think about his death in the White you, Are you familiar with John Lewis? I'm from Atlanta. So. Oh, you're from Atlanta. Oh, well, you know him. I mean, you know I mean, who I, he is. What did you think about his death? I never met the man. I didn't hear about it until I just sat right here, and I didn't, oh. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get any fluttering or anything. I'm, oh, you didn't? I'm still, I'm still doing all right. Oh. I mean, may his soul rest in peace, as, as you say, Jesse, but it is not uh, a loss for me politically uh, or uh, in terms of leadership for the country. I don't think there's going to be any significant impact from that, um, you know. So the reason I asked about it was because the president tweeted out something like, I don't remember where it verbatim, but um, we lost, John Lewis died or something. My prayer, uh, Melania and I, our prayers go out to him, he and his family. And so after that, I tweeted, well, God bless you, Mr. President, because everybody knows John Lewis was a racist, something like that. He was hateful. He divided the races. He was no good. And now the blacks are mad at me for saying that. And I'm like, I wonder why are they mad at me for saying that? Why are they mad, Cheryl, for me saying that? I know, yeah, you're black. Because he's, he's, 
because he's black. And he looks just like the other one just died. He does. Because I was kind of like, didn't he fish? die before? Like, I mean, didn't, I mean, like, what? Wasn't he already dead? Like, <laughs> yeah, I did too. I wonder. I thought he was already dead. Yeah. And then I looked at the two pictures that you mentioned together, and I got a little nervous because I couldn't tell. <laughs> they looked just, and I'm like, oh, all black look alike. Yeah. But the blacks are mad because I said that, that the guy was no good anyhow. You know. I don't know. And so my question is, is uh, we all know what type of guy. He wasn't a man of God. He had nothing but hatred in his heart. He was no good. Why pretend that he was good when he died? Not that he's dead. The same person that was no good living died no good. Why should we pretend that, oh, he was such a good man. He was a civil rights leader. He really was. An, I mean, why lie? And everybody, not everybody, well, I think everybody lie at the funeral. But I don't get why. Why, Cheryl? Why do they lie at the funeral? I, I think they think it's uh, not polite to maybe bring up when a person's dead, like bring why up all their stuff. Though? I don't know. I mean, I just think it's polite society not to do that. But Even you're right. Even Christians be lying at the funeral. Yeah. Everybody that dies is, is great. And then everybody go to heaven. <laughs> yeah. Ain't nobody going to hell. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> I don't care how bad you were. Everybody going to heaven. I'm like, what the? See that by himself. You know, <laughs> he's lonely. No, I'm just kidding. But, um. <laughs> They ain't all lonely. Ain't nobody down there with him. He's been waiting for years. Yeah, but I think I think what it is is because when you go to church, they don't really the the standard church. They don't really tell you the truth. Like you tell us the truth, you know, like suffer and die. If you don't do X, right. suffer and die. But they won't say that at the. They get maybe they get close, but they won't ever tell the people the truth. And so people think I go to church, I do this, or I had an emotional whatever, and I, I'm gonna be all right. You know what I'm saying? Like he, they don't ever say like just because that happened, you're not gonna be all right. You need to do this, that, and the other. Like we say here, they don't do that at the regular church. I've never seen so many lying Christians in all my life. They know the person was no good. They hate him, and he died. Now he's a good person. He or she. Yes, sir. I feel like it's because they're afraid. Of what? They're afraid that other people are going to think badly of them, and that'll make their life more difficult. So they lie at the funeral? Yeah, they lie so that they can make people feel good who believe those lies. That, you know, oh, this man was a good guy. He did all these things. Everyone can feel all nice and good about it and kind of, like, not have to mourn very Anybody hard. Anybody ever or spoke all that. at a funeral? Got up and said a few words. Oh, did you lie or did you tell the truth about the person that died? Uh, that's a good question. And uh, I, <laughs> that means uh, mean he lied. I, I, I presided over the funeral of both my, uh, my grandfather and my grandmother. And um, I, I did take a, a moment to, to share some, 
some truths about them uh, Did you without some being, lies about them? Without being critical. No, I didn't lie. I mean, the point, point being is I, I tried to be somewhat balanced. But we all follow the patterns of this world when it comes to funerals, right? We follow the pattern of, of, of just speaking the good things but about But we're people. not, as children of God, we're not supposed to be following the pattern of this world. Agreed, agreed. I'm acknowledging that I did that. And, oh. and uh, I didn't hear anything of the John Lewis funeral. And for me, uh, well, they I didn't have it yet, I don't think. Oh, or the words that have been spoken about him, I guess, is what you're saying. People yeah. are talking about him now. So I, I didn't hear I didn't hear those things that were said. But I think, you know, for, there's a, there is a, a call to, to speak kindly of people and to not be divisive. So Why? To, why did God tell us to do that? God said, be kindly of the dead. Be what? Speak kindly of the dead. Oh, no, no. I just think in general, he said. Well, we're talking about the dead. Uh, I'm not uh, sure what God said to speak of the, of the remember dead. Remember when somebody died and they're like, Jesus, Jesus, come and if you've been there, we'll have a nice funeral. And he's like, let the dead bury the dead. Yeah. I truly understand what that means now. Yeah. Do you know what that means, let the dead bury the dead? I think there's different interpretations of that uh, verse. I'd have to look it back up. I don't think it's necessarily, I think it has different ways of. What do you think it means? I'd have to look back at the scripture. I wouldn't want to speak on it. I just remember I, I read that a few weeks ago and I thought to myself, that's one of those verses that, that you can interpret one way on the surface, but on another way. Uh, can you speak at the verses off the top of your head? Um, I'm sorry? Can you speak that that that, that I let the dead bury the dead. Well, yeah, I mean, there's more context. Than what that, do right? I think it means? No, I'm just I'm I'm, I'm trying to recite the whole verse because I think if, it, if oh, you want to apply it, oh, to I the know the good part. I, mean, <laughs> I just know let the dead bury the dead. Um, um, Ermis, let me ask Ermis, what do you what do you how do you feel about John Lewis' death? Um, I don't feel anything. Have you spoken at the funeral? Do you say nice things? No. Have you ever spoken at somebody's funeral? Yes. Did you tell the truth or you lied? I told the truth. You said, oh, this is a bad person? No. You lied. <laughs> I didn't say it like that, but. You said it was a nasty person? No. Did you say this person in heaven? I said they had issues. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all don't want me to speak at your funeral, you better not ask me. Unless you live upright. All right? Yeah, sure. Also, also, I think it's hard for people to think of their mother, their sons, their daughters, whatever, are going to hell. Why? I, I think it's because if you thought you loved the person, then that's very like, it's like, oh, my God. Because it's like, oh, my goodness, that's it. That's it. Once you're in hell, that's it. Right, that's why you better get it right now. Yeah, Jesus came and he, you know, unlocked, you know, he saved us, but he already came. So I think it's very painful if you are emotional in that emotional love thing to think that that person has gone to hell or is in hell or could be in hell. me to think it. Yeah. I spoke at my father's funeral and before I got up to speak, everybody crying. Oh, he was such a good man. And the preachers got up and spoke. They lied. They didn't even know him. It's a good holy man. This man is in heaven. So I got up to see And I said, my dad was a cheap man. <laughs> he was so tight. 
I remember once I would ask him, at times I would ask him for money, and he would put out this big roll of money. And I'm like, wow, he about to give me money. He gave me $5. I'm like, what the? <laughs> so what? Not for me. <laughs> but he was nice, but he was kind of mean, and he was cheap. And I think I'm kind of like him a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Don't give nobody your money. Except the offering. <laughs> and the donations. All right. But anyway, the blacks and liberal whites are mad at me because they think, this is the wrong time to be saying what you're saying about him. This is a perfect time. And then I couldn't decide. I thought he was already dead. Like, but it was the other black guy. And so I'm thinking, I got to look at the pictures so when I talk about this guy, I know who I'm talking about. And then I looked at the pictures, they both look just alike. And I'm like, wow, I didn't know all black people look alike, for real. Because they look just alike. Just alike. I, uh, yes, Raymond. I just want to say in short, I treat, it, uh, I treat John Lewis' death as, a, as I would treat Treat the death of any celebra- uh, celebrity in the world, and especially my uh, my how, dad. How is that? I uh, they made their choice. Uh, they made their choices. Now they um, now they can go there and make her with them. That's right. One they more. Can, uh, one they more can thing. Go and make a wet what? Just one more thing. I was only recently aware of uh, aware of the ma- uh, man from a when he uh, when they used his voice in a children's cartoon. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, I was aware of that. <laughs> yes, James. Somebody on Periscope is saying. Somebody on Periscope says, "How do you know if they went to hell? Only God knows." That's right. And so <laughs> we don't know. That's why when right so point, nobody going to hell. Everybody going to heaven. Can you imagine going up to heaven and John Lewis is there? <laughs> I'll be like, what the? <laughs> but anyway, the biblical question. Do you love your neighbor as yourself? Oh, let me just ask. Anybody have anything on your heart you want to talk about, ask questions about anything? Oh, okay, that you're dealing with. I forgot that. Because we're not here to teach. We're here to fellowship. Well, it's not really an issue I'm having, a, uh, like, I'm not having a problem, but I did have a question for you. Okay. As far as your understanding of the Bible, it seems to be very different than any other pastor I've ever heard before. Oh, they're like, dummies. Exactly. <laughs> and I was just wondering, where did you get your understanding from? I know from within, but even when you teach about the Bible, because I've been watching a lot of your videos on YouTube from right. the 90s, and the message hasn't changed. Right. That's one of the things I've noticed. But I was just wondering, where did you get your understanding from? From within. Mm-hmm. Because I never really, I never studied the whole Bible. And I never read Genesis. And one of the reasons I never have read Genesis is because when I was growing up, I used to hear the older people say, oh, Genesis is bad. It's scary. You don't want to read Genesis. So I never read it. <laughs> I didn't want to know the outcome. But once you're born again of God, you will live from within, and you won't plan what you're going to say. 
you won't plan what you think he wants you to say. You will wait and see, and the words will just come, because you're representing him, and he will tell you what to say and what to do. And so from day one, I've done it that way. And, 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 it's, and I don't feel like I'm taking a risk either, because if you're not truly called by God, and you're like, oh, I'm going to wait and let the Lord just speak through me, right? You end up looking like a fool. But I trust that whatever he wants me to say, I'll say it. And if he doesn't want me to say anything, I look stupid. But when you live from within, I'm telling you, man, everything you need to know, everything you are, everything you want in life is already there for you. And he says it in the Bible. Think about your own parents. They, they do what they can for you. They do the best they can. But I love you even more. And so I, greater things what I do. So I just always got it from there since for the last 30 years. And if you live from within and not in your head, same thing will happen for you. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and anybody here living that way now, you don't live out of your head. And to answer the thing about the preachers, the preachers uh, are intellectual. And if there is one that's not, I don't know about it. I'm sure there are others out there somewhere in the world. But they are learning the Bible. They are going to school for the Bible. They, like, they say that they are preparing that some kind of way. And it's because they have not truly been born again of the Spirit of God. Even though God said it must happen, they have not done it. And so they are no different than a college or a teacher in a high school or something. They're just giving you back intellectual knowledge of the Bible. And that's why people's lives are not getting better. Because they only have the intellect, the ego of it, but not the spirit of it. You must be born of the spirit. Have you ever talked to a Bible thumper? Yeah. Yeah. Man, it'll get you ahead. It makes you want to cuss. <laughs> Every, no more normal talking. Just quote the scripture back to back to back to back. And their lives are all screwed up. It's a mess. Let me take James first. And then, because uh, last week I didn't take many calls. Right on. Thank you. I have a caller, Chris, from Costa Rica. says he gets physical pain while praying. Chris. Chris, welcome to church. Hey, Jesse. How's it going, brother? Amazing. All right. Hey, Jesse, I've been doing the... Um, the Turn it up a little bit. I've been doing the silent prayer for years now. And Turn every it so up, Bill. I get, every so often I get this physical pain while I'm doing the uh, the actual... Silent prayer. What? What is that? I don't know. You have to go to a doctor and find out. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. I no. just know about the physical pain. No, it's, but it's, you should it's go like, to a doctor if you're having physical issues and you don't know what they are. No, I don't. I don't feel it otherwise. Just when I'm doing it, sometimes I feel like it. It's it's like a like a yearning to stop it, like a physical yearning to stop it. It's almost like I'm fighting against something just to continue doing it. I don't know, buddy. Call me on the no? show. Uh, call me on the radio show about it, and I'll have a little okay. more time. But if you're having physical pain, go to the doctor. All right, all right. Hey, do you mind if I uh, give Are you about to have a heart out? attack or something? <laughs> no, man. No, no, not at all. It just, it just feels like, it feels like when, you, when you have an ache, you know, when you're sick and you're aching all over, it feels like that. And it feels like you're fine. I, I just got to go through it and then, it takes a little while, and it subsides after I'm done. The, uh, well, I don't know, so, but if it is physical, make sure you get a checkup from the doctor, all right? Because I don't <laughs> know what kind of pain you're having. 
Anybody ever had what he said? Oh, you had that, Cheryl? Oh. So what? But you said he have physical pain. Yeah, yeah sure. but during it, sure, it's in the silent know. prayer. What is he saying, oh, sure? You say you had it too. I've had pain before too, like physical pain. Yeah, it's almost like what, well, what like, like what he's having. I don't know what his where his pain is at, but you sometimes when you are doing the prayer or you're sitting still. A little louder for me. I said once. Sometimes when you are doing the prayer and you're sitting still, that thing inside you, you know, it it can make you have pain because but if it can get up. If get it's up. spiritual pain, there's nothing you can do about it. Just relax in it yeah. and let it be. I think yeah, so. I'm, I'm, that's that's precisely what I'm doing. I'm relaxing in it, but it's just I feel it physical, and I and I know as soon as I'm done, it kind of subsides after a while. But it's only what I do with the. Well, I'm doing the, the so the spiritual prayer. pain is hurting your physical body, makes your physical body hurt. Yeah, that, maybe that's what it is. That's what I think it is because it doesn't happen otherwise. And I'm, I'm okay. A very if that's person. the case, just relax. Yeah, because I, I you're believing it. into a thought about something while you're doing the silent prayer, you don't realize it. And okay. So, and and the light is shining on the darkness. So all you need to do is just observe it, but relax. Don't try to run away from it. Don't call it good or evil. Just be the observer of it. Yeah, that, I, I just I just go through it. I, I know that it's something that's being worked out, but I just wanted to, like some clarification on it. Yeah, and it, it's I've had like, that before, man. Okay. I couldn't move, that, but I knew it was spiritual pain. It wasn't physical pain. Okay, it just manifests itself in a physical sense. Yeah, right. just relax. If it's that kind of pain, relax and, and let the light shine on the darkness and you'll be fine, all right? Sounds good. Sounds right. good. Thank you, brother. So, you're welcome, buddy. If it's that phone, just relax, really. And eventually, you would not be have to take medication or anything, you know, antidepressant pills and all that, because you would see that it's a spiritual pain and not physical. All right. One more quick one. Yes. Dave's <laughs> so pushy. Joshua in Pennsylvania wants to know how to forgive parents who are far away. Joshua. Who are far away? Yeah, far away. Mean live far away? I think so. Joshua, welcome to church. Hi. Hi, Jesse. How are you doing? All is well, sir. How are you? Uh, very good. Um, it's an honor to speak to you for the first thank time. You. Okay, um, thank you, buddy. Yeah, my, my parents live in Portland, Oregon, uh, and I, I live in Pennsylvania, and I, it's been a long time since we've had any connection. Yes. And, uh, you know they they don't really want to be. I don't know, and I I don't I feel like if I go to my dad's house, my stepmom will call a cop, and my mom is just kind of like in her own world. But so I don't know, you know what I mean? I, you say go and like be in their presence and forgive them, and I was wondering if it's a phone call advice. They don't even pick up when I call, let alone emails or other things. So. Oh. I, so yeah. you want to know, should you go to his house anyway? Yeah, or or because I've prayed many times to God and said, you know, help, help me to forgive them and just let it go. But I can tell that the problems I have with my dad, uh, I have the same problems with other people. What problem like you have with your God. father? Uh, 
he basically since I was eight, he didn't, he was in treatment like a son, you know. He he got married to that lady and they had their own kid and his business took off and uh he beat me and then didn't include me in anything and we've never been close ever. Uh so your father made you father with your mother for a while? Uh very short I think I was two when they were divorced. Okay, and then he left and married another woman? A few years later, yes. And yeah. and he yeah. raised those kids but not you? He didn't pay any attention to you? No, they made their own kids. Right. And then they even said in front of me and my sister, uh, we're going to always treat our daughter better than you because she's ours. And Your father not. told you that? So, no, the stepmom said that. And my dad just sat there and stared at the floor. So the you, were, you were visiting I, with your father and your stepmother, and the stepmother said that we're going to treat our kids better than you guys? Oh, yeah, that was, but that was... I was 17 when that happened, 16, 17 years old when they said that. And he didn't say anything? No, he didn't. He was silent. And so now you want to know, should you go and forgive him? Yes. Yes, oh, okay. I want to know if I should, because I, 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 I wrote a lot of stuff. I was overseas, and I kept writing emails, and I think my stepmom was, like, blocking them, because he, he'd send me, you know, so he might not, new dog. He might not know but, that you're trying to reach him, right? Uh, possibly, yeah. So you might not be aware because of the stepmother that you're trying to get to him. Well, that's totally possible, yeah. Is that right? It's right, but I've written to his phone. Can you speak uh, up for email. me? Speak up? Yes, sir. Sorry. So uh, your father I, I, might not be aware that you're trying to reach him due to, because of the stepmother. Am I right? That is totally possible. I tried FedEx and DHL, and they, my stepmom gets it. I received a signature. Like, I can't. Can you guys hear him? Yeah. Or is it seems like the stepmother is stepping in the way. Uh, Alice, what, I mean, not Alice, but Samuel, what would you say to him if you were walking down the road over in South Central, and this white man came and said, and asked you, should he go to his father? What would you say? Uh, I would say, Where's Joel? Oh, okay. Come with the mic, Joe. He black. <laughs> right here, Joe. Uh, uh, Sam, you want to answer that for you, give you advice for that. So okay. apparently the stepmother's in the way of him talking to his father. Should he go there? Yeah. Oh, what's his name? Samuel. Yeah. I'm Samuel. What's his oh. name? Oh. I'm Joshua. I don't know. Joshua. Oh, Josh. Joshua. Hey, Joshua, I would I would tell you to uh, get out of your head. Just go ahead and do it. It sounds like you're making excuses. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just yeah. go ahead and try. Sammy, he's I right. Got, got. Go to the house and see. And then if he doesn't visit with you, just forgive him anyway. He can't help it. He's a beta male. If he let his wife control <laughs> his life like that, keep him away from his children, just forgive him. But I would go to the house to see. Just to at least try it, right? Yes, okay. at least try. Okay. And All if right, the stepmother okay. get Thanks in the way of it, tell her to back off. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll do that. Yeah, just say, All hey, right. get out of my way. I want to see my daddy. All right. I'll, I'll say that. I'll say that. <laughs> All right. Are you doing the well, silent thanks. prayer? Uh, yes, sir. Not, not every day, but I, I'm increasing. You're not doing the silent prayer? 
No, I am, but uh, increasingly more and more. Like, so you're not doing it every, every night and morning right now? Uh, since Friday, I have. I'm sorry? Uh, since Friday, uh, the last couple of days, I have been doing it each day. Right. But before that, it was every other day. Uh, when they suffer. No, I'm not going to suffer. I, I, I watch your program and I listen to everybody else. I, I, I don't want to suffer and die. That's and, right. Uh, we go, we'll do the side of prayer and go and see your father and see what happened. But as Samuel said, don't get into your head about anything. Have a wait and see attitude. Okay. It's going right. to be a long drive. I, okay. <laughs> That's right. But have okay. a wait and see attitude and don't believe anything Satan is telling you about it. All right. All right. All right. Thank, Thank you, you, man. Thank you very much. Let yeah, me know how it goes. I'll be watching on online. All okay. right. Um, the, the young man in the black shirt. The biblical question for this week it's, was... It's, it's on. Is this on? Yeah. Do you love your neighbor? What was the question? <laughs> What? Oh, okay. Do you put your neighbor first in all things? Yes. And what does that mean? That means that I love my neighbor as myself. And how do you put them first in all things? Well, I just don't think of what I don't think of my fears or desires. So what whatever, else? whatever. I want out of the situation, I put low on the totem pole. For your neighbor? No, for me. And then oh, whatever. Oh, you put low on for yourself. Correct. And who is your neighbor? My fellow man. Anybody? Anybody. Even Black Lives Matter? <laughs> Even Black Lives Matter, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Christina, do you put your neighbor first in all things? I do, Jesse. And what does that mean to do that? I thought about that and I have she to say I do Jesse. I do Jesse. <laughs> Don't hate me because I'm white. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Go ahead. So I have to think about that with my family, with the people who live around me, with the world, you know, all the things that are going on. I watch when I see myself getting caught up in resentfulness or anger or whatnot and I realize that's not loving my neighbor. So I see it. So it's not like it's not there, but I do see it. And I realize that's not loving my neighbor, and I let the, it's starting to let go. So you put your neighbor first by not being angry? Yes, and yes, and by what? speaking the truth. So, And I realize that when one speaks the truth, you're going to get all kinds of different attitudes coming at you. And um, I got over the shock. You know, some, I used to get shocked. Wow, right, right they're attacking me. Now it's like I, I understand. I do understand why they think that way because I was that way. I was blind. I was suggestible. I was right. fearful. And when the fear comes up, it's not that it's completely gone, but I know that it's there now. I can see it, and it's so cool. Yeah, okay. it's beautiful. What's your daughter's first name? Daniela. Daniela. You're 13 now, right? Yeah. I remember when Daniela popped out of the womb. <laughs> I don't know how she gets so big so fast. <laughs> What's your impression, your honest impression of your mother? Um, I think she's, like, a really strong person, and, like, she's really, like, firm with her beliefs and stuff like that, and, um, I mean, I think she's a good person. You wish you would stop doing what? Um, 
I mean, she's not, like, a terrible person. Like, I can't really say, like, she, like for her to stop doing anything. Because, um, like, she just parents, like, a, a good parent. She's what? She's a good parent. And so what does she do that gets on your nerve once in a while? Mm. I don't know. Sometimes, like, I don't know. Like, it's nothing, like, serious. But what does she do that gets on your nerve? I mean, I guess being a little strict sometimes, but, like, it's good to have, like, strictness, like, strict in a family. In what way? Like, with, like, hangouts or, like, like, I don't know, just, like, basic stuff. I can't really think of anything on the top of my head. So she won't let you hang out at times? Sometimes, yeah. Uh, and that get on your nerve? Not really. So you like when she's strict on you about hanging out? No, but, like, it doesn't, like, make me, like, angry at her. Oh, you're like, oh, we could go sit down. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Oh, so she's pretty good, huh? Yeah. How about your father? He's a good person. And what's good about him? Um, well, he's, like, he knows how to parent well, and, like, he's also very firm with his beliefs. He's what? He knows how to parent well, and he's also really firm with his beliefs, and, like, he works hard to provide for our family. Yeah. Well, you're fortunate to have perfect parents. Your parents are perfect? Yeah. Right on. <laughs> Why are you laughing? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he's like, yeah. <laughs> okay, any questions for me? Um, no. Okay. No questions. Well, it's good to see you again. Yeah. Amazing. I wouldn't have recognized you walking down the road. The last time I saw you, you were like this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so white, huh? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Did I see your hair? Oh, okay. All right. Um, that's on your hair? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, let me ask. The young man in the green. said, what? What are you all in yellow about now? <laughs> You're like, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you saw my hand and you said, oh, this guy needs Did you change your mind? No. Oh, okay. Joel, come right here first, and then I come to the young man. Right here. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah, regarding the being, whether I'm still living in my thoughts or not. Yeah. Uh, I kind of occurred to me that if my thoughts were the TV, then I used to live. I used to live in the TV, right? I spend all day watching TV, uh, and I think now the TV is generally still on. Like people just have, like having the TV on in the background, uh, but I know that it's the TV. Sometimes I listen, sometimes I don't. But there's a bit a bit more distance. So you started to live in your imagination less and less and less, less and less. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm I mean, kinda, what's that like for you? It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And, and regarding the, the Bible thumper thing, it made me think that the real religion is when you go within, right? Yeah. And the, the, all of these organized religions is trying to make you put your faith in something in the world, which is never going to work. And there are all these religions like the climate change religion, and now you've got the coronavirus religion, and you've got the Bible thumper religion. Yeah. And I have a lot of fun speaking with these people. I do get a little bit agitated sometimes, I still see. But I can't help myself because I want to speak the truth. And, and I feel like it helps me because um, maybe I'm, it's like I actually still have some doubt. Oh, wow, what if, 
uh, Jesus really is God or whatever. But then I have a conversation with one of these people and it helps me to clarify what I see. You know what I mean? Because through it's like I need doubt whether Jesus is God or not. Well, it was a stupid example. I don't doubt that. But, you know, like for the coronavirus, for example, maybe I think, oh, gosh, well, maybe I am being irresponsible right. coming to church and being in here. But so it helps me to have the conversation. You know, I got a cousin and we've got this ongoing argument. Uh, where we're writing emails back and forth, right and and I just he's a, I know he's a really smart guy, but is that there's no coherence to his arguments, right? It's all just basically repeating what's in the mainstream media. And when I try and offer alternative, no, 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 I know that's I know yeah, that's never wrong. Never argue with them, though. Never argue with people about this stuff. You can't force your will on them. Mm. If they want to be wrong, let them be wrong, suffer and die. Really, either they see it. Or they don't see it. You cannot make anyone know the truth. You cannot make anyone believe or not about the Chinese disease or whatever. It's on them. You just be an example. All right. Let me so tell I you, y'all Can I ask you? a question about that then? Yes. So because I, 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 at one point I wrote this person a different tone of mail saying, by the way, look, your fellowship to me is worth more than silver and gold. I love the fact that we're having this conversation. Uh, and I'm not trying to convince you of anything, really. Right? Uh, it's just to have the conversation, right? Because I feel like it's good for me. And sometimes also maybe I discover that I don't know something, right? I'm right. just spouting off yeah. and what I believe, but I realize that... Yeah, oh, as long as you're really... not like, in a fight with them. Right. Trying to make them believe. But then, so then there's, I have this tiny doubt because, like I say, I, I notice that I do still get a little agitated sometimes, right? Right. But so then... I guess my question is, well, should I just try and avoid anything that makes me a little agitated, or should I be stretching my comfort zone? Well, the only reason that you would get agitated is because you're trying to will them to believe what uh-huh. you believe. Right. You want them, you're trying to make them believe it. Yeah. Because I never get agitated with people about any kind of conversation, mm-hmm. because they have a right to be wrong. Yeah. They have a right to believe what they want to believe, so they, they need to suffer in order to, you know, cry out to God. So I never get it. At all, it's fine. You don't want to believe it, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And that's how God does it. He, he'll give you a little, along the road, he'll give you a little glimpse of what's right. But if you don't want it, he's so fine with it. At night, he had a nice little wine <laughs> with a steak dinner. And in the morning, they have coffee from McDonald's. <laughs> he's not going to force you to believe it. But if you want to know, he will show you. He will show you. Because he can't force you to love him. Forcing someone to love you is not love. So if you're feeling that, it's because you, they're not going down the road that you want them so to. I, so I, then I should just stop doing that, maybe. At, it, that, you, at, at one should, point, just say, okay, we've, we've done that now. We're both clear on what each I other I mean, if they want to talk about it, you right. want to talk about it, that's fine. Okay. But if you're getting irritated, it's because you're trying to will you know, your like, will uh, on them. Because I come out of it pretty quickly, right? Right, but still you're trying to, that's what's happening. Uh-huh. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. you would give that person the right to be wrong. Right, okay, thank you. Okay. Um, the young man in the green. Um, do you treat your neighbor first in all things? Do you put your neighbor first in all things? The read you have the mic, yeah, you're supposed to speak into it. You got the mic under here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's on. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. Even though we're supposed to be hearing it out of the speakers, I don't know why we don't hear it. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. 
Uh, is it on, Demar? Okay. So do you put your neighbor first in all things? I usually do, yeah. And what does that mean? How do you do that? Uh, just by being selfless. Selfless? Yeah. In what way? What do you mean? It's like the opposite of being selfish because you're not really thinking about yourself. You just think about everyone else around you. You put your uh, your people before yourself. Your people? Well, everyone is pretty much your people if right. you want to see it that way. That's how I like to see things sometimes. Right. So if everyone is your people and we're all family, then I usually put my family before I put myself. So you put all people in the world before you put yourself? I mean, I haven't done that. Really, I haven't gotten to a chance or a point to where I needed to actually do that. Right. But if it really came down to it, it was like a situation that I had to do it, then I probably would, yeah. Because oh, okay. I've done it multiple times. So. Is this your first time here? Yeah. This your first time here? Oh, what's your name? Chris. Chris? Yeah. And welcome, man. How'd you hear about us? Uh, my brother. Those are your brothers? Yeah, right there. Oh, oh just one of them? Both of them, both of them. Oh. Yeah. Are you the baby? Yeah. <laughs> you the baby brother? Chris. Yeah. So what do you think about your big brothers? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <he's like laughs> I think, I'm sorry, I'm coughing. Uh, I was clearing my throat, but uh, nah, uh, they're, they're great people. They're, they're great. They're very, uh, uh, right here? Yeah. Right here? Yeah. All right. Um, now they're great. Okay. This is first time. This is good, right? Uh, so right. go ahead. What's your impression of your? How do you your impression of your big brothers? Um, they're inspirational, and they're just great people. I like to look up them as like someone to be. You know, I like to reflect right on on. who they are, so I can be who I am. Do you give them a hard time? Sometimes, yeah, because I still be going through, like, stuff that I have to do with that they're probably already through it in their life. Oh, yeah. yeah. How old are you? 23. So how is life? It's getting better. Better than what? Than, uh, you know, what it was before, you know, because uh, I, I just be going through stuff, you know, and overcoming things, mountains and stuff. So You smoke pot? Sometimes, yeah. Pothead! <laughs> what do they think about you smoking pot? Um, what do I think they think? I don't know what they think. They never said anything to you about it? Nah, I've been doing this for a while. So like how many years? Like six. You've been smoking pot for six years? Yeah. I mean, that's not long. I mean, oh, I, oh. I, guess it's, I guess it's kind of long. It's not that long, but compared to the people I hang around, it's not that long. And so why do you smoke it? Um, you know, to ease myself and relax and just feel good. Helps me think, meditate. Yeah, that was all part of think. And stuff, you know. Part people think they're smart. I don't do it recreational. I was looking at this black guy that we're talking about the white folks. What's his name? Nick Cannon. Oh, yeah. And he was talking to this other black guy. And this guy had no idea what he was saying. But because it looked like he was on pot. You know how when you're high, you think you're deep? <laughs> but you're not really deep. And then the person you're talking to, they go, yeah, that's right. 
right. But in their head, they're thinking, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, why do you, so have they told you to, so your brothers haven't said anything about you smoking pot? They haven't said, hey, you need to work this out? I mean, as long as I'm showing, if I'm showing signs that, I, that it's not something that should I be doing, then, yeah, they'll probably, like, say, like, yeah, maybe you should stop. But so far, they have never suggested you shouldn't smoke pot? No, nah, because, I mean, I'm grown, you know. You grown? I mean, that's not the reason, but it's like I'm still taking <laughs> I'm care of grown. what needs to be taken care of, you feel me? And so uh, you work and all that? Yeah. Oh, good. So have they told you to go and forgive your mother? Um, no, but I do that myself. Like You I'll, went and forgave her? That's what I, yeah, that's what I was just doing, yeah. You went to your mother and forgave her? Yeah. And what did you forgive her for? Um, just for like, well, I was basically letting her know like how I feel about her and that everything. I didn't literally say I forgive you for what you did, but I was just confronting her on what she uh, did for me and what I probably took from it in the wrong way. And like, I was just having like a real like nice conversation with her. You got to go back. I got to go back. What and you forgive her. Because the reason you're I, smoking a pot and the reason you're not, you don't have peace is because you become like your mother. And uh, the, the anger that you have is that of hers, and that's why you live in your head and you're up and down emotionally. You got to go and forgive her so you can overcome her. That's what it means to be born again. So you have to say, hey, I'm sorry for resenting you for screwing up my life. And then God will forgive you. And then you won't need the pot anymore. What do you think about that? Um, sounds like an experiment. I'm sorry? Sounds like an experiment. An experiment? Yeah. Yeah. Instead of talking to her about it, you got to forgive her so that God could forgive you and he would give you back yourself and life would become amazing. And then you won't need pot to relax. You will live a life of relaxation. You will deal with everything in a relaxed way. Are you close to your father? Yeah. I'm sorry? Yeah, I am. You're close to him? Yeah. Well, forgive your mother so that... Why did your father protect you from her? Why does he protect? When you were growing up, why didn't he protect you from your mother? Oh, um... I don't think he ever, like, saw it in a way that he should be doing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he saw it that way. He did not. So you should talk to him about that. Just say, hey... Um, forgive you for not protecting me from my mother. But I'm telling you, man, have your brothers, your brother didn't tell you to go and forgive your mother? No. Well, they're not on their job then. How often do you see them? I just came back out here recently, like, probably like three weeks ago. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, they're going to tell you. Why you guys haven't told them? Um, Let them have the mic for me. I'm glad to meet you, Chris. You have some great brothers. They got. They have overcome a lot of stuff. That's great. Why haven't you told him that? I haven't told him like directly. Why not? Like, I always spoke about like forgiving parents is like a great thing to do. Right. I never. I never really say like you know stop doing this or go and do this. It's like I feel forceful if I do something like that. But it's more like an indirect talk. It's just like oh, forgiving parents is something you could just probably think about. But if you had explained to him why, maybe he would have done it already because it's not like he's trying to do it. Well. Even if I would have told him, I mean, he kind of already gave me the answer that he already did it. So it's like I can't, I can't know if he's like lying or not. He could just tell. I just could he tell me the truth. Lying. Huh? 
I just found out he did not go and forgive. He went. It's not like he went ahead and talked with her about it, but he didn't forgive her. And God said you must forgive. He didn't say go and have a talk. He didn't say go and say, oh, mom, I love you. Tiptoe upon her. He said go and forgive and I will forgive you. And the hardest thing in the world, the hardest thing in the world for men and women to do is to forgive mama. They can forgive everybody but mama. And so unless he go and forgive her, he's not going to uh, return to the father. That make sense? Of course. So you guys need to tell him, you know, tell him that. I mean, it's okay to ask questions. If they don't want to answer the questions, it's a different story, but he needs to go and forgive. Did you guys do that too? I haven't went out to Florida yet. Well, no wonder. It was more just like over the phone. Yeah, it was like FaceTime type stuff. Oh, FaceTime? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you were looking at it when you told me. Yeah. Him. That's good. You can FaceTime me if you want, man. Does she live in another state, Chris? Yeah, she lives in Florida. Florida. In Florida? Mm-hmm. So FaceTime, so you'll be looking at her. That way you get your courage back. Uh, when you forgive her, you also get the courage back and you will never have fear again. And the woman will never be your God again. The order will come to place. God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, and woman over children. And you'll treat everybody the same way with perfect love. All right? So make sure you FaceTime with her. All right? Let me have the mic with me. Yes, Chris? Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to see how that goes. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. You're going to shake in your boots. She probably won't, like, exactly understand. Like, she okay. doesn't need to, but she does understand it. Because you're saying, I'm sorry for resenting you. Your mother couldn't help herself, right? Just like you couldn't I think, help yourself. I think she would understand because growing up, she always would tell me that, like, ah, oh, you hate me. Ah, oh, you hate me. She always thought I resented her anyways. And I kind of, like, did. I mean, I guess, yeah. So I'm sorry? I, I mean, I suppose I already, I did, I did, like, kind of, like, resent my mother like grown up wise because yeah. i never i wanted everything just like to go my way yes and when she wouldn't do it i would get really mad at her at those times so you got to forgive her man you need to tell her that god said go and forgive and the thing about god he's not going to change his rules just because satan made you guys change your rule you know change the rule decide to do it in a weak way you must forgive before you enter into the kingdom of heaven you must forgive so you got to go and do it. I mean, you don't have to, but that's the way out. And then things will become very clear to you. I have nothing like really blocking me on wanting to do that. I'm just I'm just finding the right time to like money wise, like financially, just to go out, fly over there, and then come back. No, do it on Facetime. I mean, I can, but I don't. I prefer everything's face to face is better with me. Everything, it is? yeah, everything. But tomorrow is not promised to you. My mother, my mother, she's she'll she's one way over the phone, and then she's one way face to face. It's not really like the same. I want to talk to her face to face. But I wouldn't put it off if you can FaceTime with her because tomorrow is not promising. And you don't know if she's going to be around tomorrow, you know. So take advantage of the opportunity. Don't let Satan say, oh, wait, put it off. It may be just an, a setup that he's doing to you. Mm. And then when you see him in person, if you still need to talk to him, you can. But I would take advantage of the opportunity. Right. Because when you FaceTime, you're all looking at her, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you need to face her. All right. Any questions, Chris? Um, 
Nah, but I do have a little statement, though. Uh, okay. I was going to say, um, I never started smoking weed because I was going through, like, situations. I just did it because it felt good. You did it for what? Because it just felt nice. It wasn't, like, an emotional. It felt nice? Yeah, it wasn't, like, an emotional, like, stimulation I was going through. It was just But if it felt nice, that is an emotional stimulation. Oh, you think so? Oh, I guess it could be, yeah. Yeah, because if you already feeling fine, it couldn't make you feel nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. Yeah. All right, so do it and see what happens. Let me know. I got you, I got you. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Even though your hair is different, you look like them. All you guys look just alike. Yeah, I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> you guys could be like the temptation of somebody. <laughs> Y'all look just like the same age. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, the young lady in the back. And then, James, let me know if I have calls and stuff, all right? Okay. Um, do you put your neighbor first in all things? Yes. Um, I try to, but I don't always do it. You say you don't always do it, and, and why not? Um, I think it's in like situations where I guess I want something to go my way, or I'm yeah. getting really frustrated at something. Yeah. I just kind of want to focus on what I need to get done, and I think at that point I just kind of don't really care <laughs> about and like. What What does it mean to put your neighbor first in all things? Um, being selfless. So thinking about what others need or want over what you need or want. Yeah. Have you overcome your anger? No. You have not? And why not? I don't know. You don't know? Um, no one told you you need to go and forgive. How did you? Is this your first time here? No, I actually came on Thursday. You came on Thursday? For the Women's oh, Forum? Oh, yeah. That was an amazing <laughs> Women's Forum on Thursday. And so have you heard that you need to go and forgive? Yes. And why have you done that? Um, I was waiting to see her face-to-face. You were what? Waiting to see her face-to-face. Oh, does she live in another state? Uh, no, no. Does she live right down the road from you? Uh, it's about four hours. Four hours? Oh, I see. Why not FaceTime with her? She doesn't know how to work that. Oh, yeah. I yeah. know how that is. Okay. Are you married? No. Oh, okay. Well, go and forgive so you can overcome that anger, and life would be amazing. All right? We had a good meeting on Thursday, huh? Yeah, we did. It was amazing. <laughs> so I'm glad you came. Is this your first time here in the yellow shirt? Yep. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. saw you walking down first the road. First time here. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You, uh, This guy brought me, my uh, neighbor right here. Yeah. And so we... Uh, um, we both met you over on the other side of town. It's pretty right. God doing something. I saw him at church the first time that morning, and then I'm driving, going to my car down the road. And there he is. I'm like, well, are you following me or what? <laughs> <laughs> Any questions about anything? Anything uh, you disagree with or anything? Oh, I'm just uh, trying to absorb it and trying to understand what's going on, what the Spirit's doing. I want to you know, hold off on the questions so I have some sense of what the Spirit's doing. So, what the Spirit is doing? Amen. What do you mean? So God's doing something through you and through his community. Oh, I see. Uh, and, you know, I, it may be different from what I've seen or what I've done, that, but that can be fine. 
Yeah, because well, the Lord we, knows what He's doing. What I try to, what I do here and and all the time is point people back to God. And God said that we must be born again. You're born of your mother, so you're of the flesh. And you heard the Christian said the flesh is wheat, right? You believe that? Oh yeah, I know that. Is your flesh wheat too? Uh, yep. I won't ask you any more questions about that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And so that's why you must be born again of the spirit. You must return to the father. And once you turn, return to the father, you shall be made strong. And the spirit will have control over the flesh. But most people don't know that they need to be overcome their mother. Because you were born through the woman, you have her identity. Have you ever seen men who are angry and they are emotional like a woman? Yep. You've you seen that before? It's happened a time or two, yeah. I'm sorry? Yeah, I've seen it before. It's happened a time or two. Yeah, and when you see that, do you think, wow, this guy is just like a woman? <laughs> it's usually not the first thing that comes to mind, but yeah, that, that's, that's awesome. And uh, do you think it's normal for men, for males to be angry like a woman? Uh, no, I, th- I think the, there's, a, there's a kind of way to be angry that is, uh, as the Bible calls, slow to anger, or in your sin, do not be angry. But most of the time when, when um, people are angry, that's not what they're doing. They're being fitful and, and outrageous. Did you know that any male that has anger is a woman? I, I can't say I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> your friend didn't tell you yet? Uh, no, but he told me to come here. Cause yeah. he, tell, he tell me how it is. So I, I, I'm here so I am. So do you have anger? Oh, uh, yeah. Did you know you were a woman? <laughs> nope. But, I'm sorry? Uh, <laughs> now, uh, now, no, I did not know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, any male that has anger is a woman. That's why, because men are logical and not emotional. And when they do get married, they're supposed to bring the woman out of that hell of emotions. But instead, because they have not overcome the mother of the flesh, they have not been born of the spirit, it's like two lesbians married together. The man cannot help the woman because he's as emotional as she is. And, and that order of God and Christ, Christ and man, man and woman, man over woman, woman over children, you're supposed to bring the woman out as Christ is bringing you out of your hell. That makes sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. How about to you? <laughs> It makes sense to everybody. Work, here. Working I mean, on it. Work, working on the making sense part. I'm sorry? I said, I said there's, there's part of it that I see. It's true to life. Uh, but I also know that, you know, God made um, both men and women in his image. He didn't make the woman in his image. Mm-hmm. He said male and female, he created them in his image. It, no. All right. Well, we can, we can have no. that discussion. Uh, we can bring. Yeah, you read Genesis? Yeah. Do, do, yeah do, I do read Genesis. Genesis. I don't read Revelation. Oh, okay. Um, so. So we can, but let me just ask, you may be right, and I could be wrong, totally wrong, so I don't want to argue about anything. Did the man come from, the, uh, did God create the man? Man came first. God and did he create the woman from the man? Amen. Yes. And did he create the woman in the man's image? Uh, no, the woman is the glory of man, but together, male and female were created in the image of God. So did he create her in the male's image? I don't, I don't believe so, no. I think he created her separately. So, so did she come from the man, though? Absolutely. And what she created is his image as a result coming from him? Uh, 
No, I don't. I don't think that's the same thing. Maybe we can. I don't want to argue about words. It's right. That I can read. So how did you become angry? Uh, you know, I, I listen to the flesh, um, and the flesh uh, will make you become angry. But, you know, oh, you, the flesh said, be angry? Uh, well, you know, when you, so I think something happens, and the flesh says, you didn't get your way, you ought to be angry. The flesh said that, or Satan said that? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm not always great at differentiating the voices, but it could, it could certainly be Satan. Yeah. So do you believe the flesh told you to be angry, or Satan told you? Uh, most of the time, it's probably coming from something evil, whether flesh. Is it or from Satan or the flesh? I don't know. And that's food for thought, huh? Because so far, my flesh has never spoken to me. Have you noticed that? The flesh can't speak. It's something that made a home in the flesh that speaks. Yeah, they just, so they, I guess as, a, as James put it, the desire, the desire is there. So the desire is in the, it's in the flesh, but it, it may not originate in the flesh. It could right, be it Satan, made a home in the flesh. Something, something else evil yeah. coming in. Yes. And so did you think your flesh was talking to you before now? Uh, no, I use speak metaphorically here. Um, you know, compel is maybe a better word. Um, I don't think that the flesh... My flesh didn't have some kind of voice in my head, if that makes sense. Okay. But, uh, so sorry, if that was confusing. I'm just met metaphorically. The flesh compels me towards anger. But is sin compelling you? Yeah, yep. So anytime that there is anger and sin, that is Satan's work. Do you, have you gone and forgiven your mother? I have, but not in the way that you described. So maybe I got to do another round. How did you do it? Uh, so we had a, uh, so I did it basically prayer and conversation, but I didn't come up and say to her, hey, I forgive you for, um, you know, not being there for me when I was growing up. So, so you went and prayed with your mother? Yep. So like, and, and in your mind, you were forgiving her when you were praying with her? Uh, yes. Even you, before then, in my mind, I was forgiving her. You was what now? Forgiving her. So By I'd, praying with her? Yep. What an easy way out. It's like, Mom, I hate you, but let's pray. <laughs> Mom, you are mean, but let's pray. But you got to go and forgive her. God said, if, before you enter into the kingdom of heaven, you must forgive. You got to go and forgive her. Don't ask for forgiveness. Don't apologize for being a bad boy because she recreated you in her image. Right now, you're just like your mama. And that's why you can't handle your wife uh, if you had one. And so because you're married to your mama. But you go and forgive her, everything would change. Yeah, well, it, won't, it certainly won't hurt me to obey the Lord and see what he does. And he said, go and forgive, right? Amen. Will you do it? Uh, yeah, yeah, let's, I, I, I'll, I'll do it. And don't say, oh, mom, I love you, let's pray. Just say, hey, I'm sorry for resenting you. I know now you can help yourself. Once you see it for yourself. All right? Yeah. That sounds good. That makes sense? No, but it doesn't mean it's not worth trying. It doesn't make sense to go and forgive your mother? Uh, no, it makes sense to go and forgive. Uh, what part don't sense. make sense? Um, all the, the why and how and the methods and why the past method wasn't good enough and why it needs to be this way versus some other way. What, what, I don't know what you're talking about. What well, path I guess we're on the same page when you then. say path methods and all that, what do you mean? Uh, so you, you you know you're saying that basically going and 
praying, having a conversation, praying with her was not sufficient. Uh, you so notice it just makes you free? You see you're angry. Uh, that's correct. Not at my mother, but yes, I still generally get angry, mostly at God. But that's a, we can, we can go into, we can dive into that if you want. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a, but yeah, I'm not angry at my mother. I love uh, you then. But go and forgive her, you see. Yeah. And come back next Sunday and let me know what happened. <laughs> All right, let's see. If, uh, uh, she's also in another state, but I think I can manage a FaceTime. So yeah, FaceTime. Uh, and you're going to be shaking in your booth. Don't let your wife see you shake. All right? Yeah. Any questions about that? I think, it's, I think it's the point where it's better to go take action and see what the Lord does. And then, yes. then we can ask questions. Be a questions. doer of the word, not just a hearer. Amen. Yeah. Good, man. Well, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, good to be here. Let the young lady behind you have the mic. All right. I think you're up. Oh, and then over here. Do you have an announcement? <laughs> oh. So you heard. <laughs> I heard. And I, I don't like rumors, so I go to the person and ask. Uh, yes, so Alex yesterday proposed. Um, Amazing! <laughs> that is so nice. Yeah, it was it was surprising. I guess that the guys knew he decided not to tell any of the girls because he figured somehow they you were going to tell me. <laughs> and Adriana confessed that had she known, she probably would have said something. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, it was really, uh, surprising. Um, I was playing with Sarah on one of the rocks, uh, cause Derek and his wife was there too. They were there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, then he's like, oh, look, I found the shell. And I was like, oh, uh, great. He's like, let's open it. And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> so they were at the beach and he found a shell. Yeah. Well, I thought he had found a shell. Yeah. Um, yeah, and inside the shell was like this beautiful ring. Um, and Amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And that is amazing. Yes. A lot of the men and women getting married at barn and having babies. <laughs> a new generation. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank I was you. really happy to hear that. Uh, me too. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even tell Hake about it. I want to hear him to hear it from you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think uh, we were posting that we went to dinner. We like celebrated with with friends and and people that we obviously love to be around, and, yeah. and we're sharing our joy. So it was just really beautiful. Right on! Yeah. Congratulations! Thank you! Thank Amazing! You. <laughs> yes. And then a phone call, James. Okay. I want to ask a question. Yes, I'm glad uh, to see you. Thank you. It's been a That's long time. A long time. You look well. Well, I'm good some days and not so good some days, but I'm grateful for any day. That's right. You Are you looking for a boyfriend? Because you look so sharp. Absolutely. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Um, you said uh-uh? Nuh-uh. Oh. <laughs> All right. Don't Go need ahead. any problems. <laughs> um... I have a question for you because yes. uh, it's been coming back to me recently because I had a lot of trouble staying out of my head yes. for many years. And now I'm learning to stay out of my head. I could recognize the thoughts when they're coming. Right on. So, uh, uh, not too well, but most of the time. One thing I want to add to everybody, 
one thing I know for sure and without a doubt, Satan is not your friend. Satan speaks to you in your head. He'll quote the Bible to you. He'll, he'll tell you your favorite everything. He gets involved in everything. And when God said bring every thought into captivity, that wasn't a joke. If you don't do anything else but go and forgive, do the silent prayer and doubt the thoughts, life would be amazing. As, as someone asked me earlier, everything you need in life is already there. You don't have to go and pay a, a specialist or expert or, or yeah, a counselor and all that. And that's why when I do counseling, really they don't need but one session because the truth comes out and they don't need me because everything they have is inside of you. And that's why I'm always pointing you guys, ladies, back to yourself. But you gotta be, you gotta know thyself, and you gotta be honest about the anger that you have, because Satan wants you to deny it. Mm-hmm. Because long as you deny, or he'll tell you, well, Jesus was angry. That's a setup. Jesus didn't have that kind of anger. All right, he had discernment. Right. So if you don't do anything else in life, go and forgive, do the silent prayer, and stay out of your thoughts. And God will take over. He will do the rest. There's nothing left but faith. When you doubt every thought, nothing left but faith. You can't help but live by faith. And it's nothing you can taste or touch or feel. It's just a light unto your feet. It's really amazing. And, and 30 years have gone by. And it is, I mean, it is more than words can even say. So right. when you first wake up, you're going to believe those thoughts sometimes because you've been lost in your imagination for so long. You escape trying to survive. But the more you just be aware, if you feel anger for a minute, just know you're in your head. Don't let Satan tell you, oh, you're falling back. Because once you're born again, you cannot be unborn. Right. It's like once you're born of your mother, you can't go back in the womb. I know some of the guys would like to because they never leave home, right? <laughs> but you know what? You can't go back in the womb. Likewise, when you're born of the Spirit of God, you can't be unborn. So when you're growing... Spiritually, it's like a little child growing. So you're going to fall into those thoughts sometimes because, you you know, you've been doing it all your life. Mm-hmm. But eventually, if you stay with it, it gets further. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. further. And then when, if a thought would come, you could see it coming. Mm-hmm. And somewhere in the Bible says, resist the devil, he'll flee from you. Mm-hmm. Something like that, right? Well, when he's coming to tempt you or his little angels or somebody coming to tempt you, you'll see it. And seeing it, you can resist it. Because that's the light of God shining on it. It's so amazing to be a son of God. Right. So, yes. So my question is, because it's been coming back to me over and over again, you, all, you just said it right now. You said capture every thought. Yes. Breathing, don't believe it. Yeah, don't believe Doubt it. 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 It's not like uh, you see the thought coming and then you let it go like, like you don't think about it. Yeah, you'll see it mm-hmm. as you grow. Because like a little kid grow right. in the physical, right. he, you know, the baby fall down, trying to crawl or walk. But if you don't yell at the baby or overact, you just laugh and get up and try it again, right? Mm-hmm. So likewise, when you get into that and you feel it, don't make a big deal of it. Because they just say, oh, you, you fall back. You, you have anger. He'll throw another thought on you back to back until you draw you in. But just realize, I believed into the thought. Okay, because no he, he told me, uh, when the thought comes, uh, just release it. Right, meaning don't believe it. But yeah. it might, when you first start out, you may be 
because you're growing away from it, mm -hmm. you may not be able to release it right away. So just relax in it. When you have that pain, you know, fear or doubt or depression or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Just relax in it mm -hmm. and know that that's what it is mm -hmm. and keep doing what's in front of you to do. Okay. It'll pass. Because I'm seeing a lot of me. I'm knowing myself. Yeah. And it's not very pretty. I could see myself being a people pleaser. Yeah. And, and, and like I've been sick and, and I didn't want to tell some of my friends that I was sick because I, I thought uh, they're not going to want to see me because, you know, I'm a meditator and I'm sick. But there's a Satan telling you that. When you say, I thought, that's Satan telling you that. Right. We don't think. It's not, we don't create thoughts at all. Right. So when Satan tells you, oh, you're an observer, if your friends know you're sick, they don't say, how is she going to, you know, whatever. Yeah, right? they will want to have nothing to do with it. But me. that's him talking to you. Yeah. That's why God said to bring every thought into captivity. So right. that's a thought that right. comes from him. Right. We don't create thoughts. Right. We, we can't create thoughts. We're right. not. And God doesn't give you thoughts. He gives you revelation. Yeah. So you got to doubt every thought. Right. Okay. I even, have one more, more question. Yeah. Because I haven't even been thought here for like a long that, time. Doubt it. Huh? Even when you get those kind of thoughts, doubt it. Okay. I have a neighbor, and she's a foreigner, you know? She's a foreigner? Uh, she's a, uh, from the other side, from Mexico. Oh, she's an illegal alien? Illegal alien. Okay. And they have two big cats, okay? And I, it's been real hard for me. That's why I don't have animals. And their animals come and do poo-poo in my yard. And they're big animals, you know? And it's yeah. hard for me to do it. So the I cats are that big? They're big. Were they lions? They look like almost lions. <laughs> and, and so I, I tried to approach them in a nice way and tell them that I couldn't be picking up their poop if they don't mind to come around and pick it up. And so uh, they did it for a couple of times, and then they didn't want to do it anymore. Oh. And so I, what I did, Jesse, I, I, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but I think it's a little wrong. I got the poop and I threw it over their yard. <laughs> You're so mean. You don't love your neighbor. <laughs> You're not putting your neighbor first in all things. <laughs> Here's what I did. You know how these people love these dogs? Yeah. And they like to walk the dogs. And they let the dog take a bathroom thing on your grass. So I saw a woman doing that one day. And so I went out and told her, if I were you, I wouldn't let the dog take a dump on my grass. She said, why not? I said, because I put poison on there. Oh. <laughs> and the poison made the dog die. Yeah. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you're so mean. I said, but you mean for letting the dog take a dump right. on my grass. Mm. I didn't put any on there, but she think it, and the doll had never done it again. Oh, that's what I should do. And then when I see her, I'm like, hey, neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get mad or anything, but yeah. I pretend I put stuff to kill dogs. Yeah. <laughs> well, now they're mad at me, and they don't talk right. to me, but it's okay. I don't but care. But next time you see them, they say, what I decided to do, since you guys won't stop your cat, mm -hmm. I put some poison on the grass that would kill cats. Right. That's what right. I'm going to do. Yeah. Isn't that a nice way? I love them. And I, that's that was out of love. I wasn't mad. And so now I have to worry about my grass. <laughs> so tell your name and put some okay. cat killer. 
I will. All right. Thank you for that advice. <laughs> okay. Is that a nice way to deal with it or not? I would have th- I would have threw it too. So what? But that's, she's going to start a fight with the neighbor. And then she got to stay up all night looking out the window to make sure, you know. But if you tell me you put cat killer or dog killer, you don't have to worry about it. I was thinking about even putting a sign on my yard, my yard killed, killed dogs and cats. <laughs> have a doll of a dead cat. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Yes, James. Okay, Joseph is in South Dakota saying, you say God is love, I have a better description. Okay. Joseph. Hey, Joseph, welcome to church. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, I, uh, so you say God is love, and you also say that anger is uh, uh, something womanly, right? Of Satan. Uh, of Satan. Okay. So... Are you saying that Satan used the money, the money traders in the temple, and a fig tree to turn Jesus into a woman? <laughs> because, because Jesus got. Angry. Do you smoke pot? That sounds like a pot well, laugh. I do, huh? but that, <laughs> that's when you're high. And you think you ask a smart question. Well, but Jesus wasn't angry in the way that you get angry, buddy. No, I don't get angry. I try to be funny. Oh, well, then you know and that Jesus, if you don't get corona, angry, the only way that you can overcome prayer. anger is that God took the spirit away from you, right? Of anger. Well, here's the thing. Uh, the way I look at it, uh, anger only pot? occurs what uh, occasionally, not right now, though. I'm uh, I knew that was a pot laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Go oh, ahead. yeah, no, I, I, get, I get the stoner laugh. I also get it sounds like Peter Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, but, buddy. Uh, uh, shoot. Uh, That's Kind of got derailed for a second. <laughs> uh, well, call so. me back when you remember. Yes. Okay. Okay. So that's that's that's. You're saying he wasn't angry, right? But he was uh, expressing uh, uh, righteous wrath. Yeah, but what people don't know is that when you are of discernment and you don't have anger, you could take strong yeah. action, and you're conscious of what you're doing. But when people get angry and they try to fight back, they don't really see what they're doing, and they can get beat up. Because exactly. they go into a and dark that's anger. imagination. But when you don't have that anger, anger, you could take strong action, and you can see exactly what's going on. You're not lost in your Exactly, because anger, uh, anger is when uh, uh, you can't express your will. And so you get angry. And so you try to express it through that added power from the anger. And it's a faulty thing, I agree. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, I think I might have to call you back another time, Jesse. I'm uh, okay. getting light, uh, short of breath. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I wasn't trying to argue with All you. All right, I appreciate just, your call, uh, man. Thank you. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Anybody got anything else you want to bring, ask me or anything? Let me take here first and then and then here and there. Thank you, Jesse. So I... Oh, okay. I think it's very important about the forgiveness of your mother. So I want you guys to know, if I could take your anger away, I would do it. But because it's a spiritual thing, no one can take it away from you. you got to repent. And to repent is playing God. And anyone who has anger, play God. 
you judge yourself, you judge others, because you don't realize that they can't help themselves. But once you overcome that spirit, you will see that people literally cannot help themselves, as you could not help yourself. And you will be able to deal with them in love in all situations. All situations. If you hear me dealing with Black Lives Matter, I deal with them in love, right? Yeah. I'm like, Black Lives Matter is a far-left liberal radical organization worse than the KKK that was founded by fat black lesbians. <laughs> Isn't that love? It's the truth. All of that is true. They said that. I didn't make any up, and I don't hate them for it. But you got, you'll be able to do it with love, but you got to overcome the spirit of anger. And only God can take that away from you. And then life will come. The kingdom of heaven is inside of us. And everything that we want, need, career and everything is in there. It really is in there. It will show you how to raise your kids. Because we don't know how to raise kids. If you're not guided by the light in raising your kids, you're guided by darkness. Satan is raising your children for you. That's why they end up messed up. But if you're born again of God, the light will raise them. They will look at you and they will see the right way to go. It's so amazing. And life is absolutely amazing to be free of anger, of the spirit of darkness. All right? Yes, ma'am. Just two things um, of what you've been speaking. One of them is, thankfully, I was able to go to my father and confront him. And it took a couple of times to do it. And why so many times? Um, Unfortunately, uh, the first time I went to confront him, he he was completely drunk. Um, but it was hard because I never know when he's drunk or not. So it was the only opportunity I had. And right. it, was, it was a process, a gradual process. It took time. Let me just say, it's not a process. Once you get to know yourself, either you see or you don't see. Mm-hmm. You don't grow into seeing because God wakes you up at a twinkling of an eye. And once you awake, you're awake. So it's not a process. And so don't let anyone or Satan tell you that it's a process. It happens at the twinkling of an eye. You're free, just like that. My mother died when I was young, so I haven't had the opportunity. So I'm pretty sure you've brought this up many times, but when your parent has passed away, I think that when you see that there's judgment coming up against somebody who's passed away, that your parent, um, if that goes, then that means that you've forgiven them? Well, once you get to know yourself, if your parents, uh, unfortunately, are dead and you can't go to them, it's always best to... Do it before they die, of course. But if you can't, once you know yourself, you see that inside of you, you're no good. You can't help yourself. Do what you've done. It will cause you to forgive your parents. Mm-hmm. Just seeing it will cause you if you can't go to them. Okay. And then the second thing, Jesse, is I've been, thank God, I've been seeing, I didn't know this before, but I've been seeing my self-judgment. I had no idea I was judging myself. And how did you, what made you realize that you were? I don't know. I woke up one day and thought, whoa. I mean, but how were you judging yourself? Um, thinking about all past things that I've done, and the oh. way I've treated my kids when they were young, and mistakes I made. And I would sit there and I would think about it. Man, I really messed yeah. up. No. I didn't know I was doing that. It's crazy. Um, it's starting to lighten up now, though. Yeah. Um, Another thing that's going to happen, once you're born again of God, there is no past. There is no future. It's as though the only life you ever had is now life. It's no yesterday, no tomorrow. It's like all you have is now. Now your friends and your enemy may remind you, oh, I mean, well, you were a slap maker, right? They'll remind you because they're jealous. They have that dark spirit, so they're envious of, of good. They hate the light. 
But in God's eyes and in your eyes, when you're born again, it's like you have no past. All you have is right now. It's amazing just So you won't be able to judge yourself for something that don't exist. Okay, so for example, with the kids, right? I made a lot of mistakes when they were little. I was learning and growing. And right. I see how uh, once in a while they'll bring it up. And I would, oh, I'm so sorry, right? I would continually you would apologize bring if the kids would. Well, Mom, when you did this, when you spanked me and you did these things, right, all these things I did, right. and I would feel bad. I would feel bad, and I would apologize. And I finally woke up, and I thought, i got to stop apologizing. Yes. It's done. That's right. You know, it's done. That's so right. I can't do anything about it. It's over. So uh, next time they bring it up, they say, whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah, you you see, that's right. You ain't going out with no boyfriend tonight. <laughs> whatever. Don't make a big deal. Don't of it. make a big. It's done, right? right. All this stuff is done. Because they'll see the change in you, and you're fortunate that it's happening while they're with you. That's it. And so they will see that you truly have changed, and not just a word, but you've changed, and that will cause them to get better, to change as well. That's so cool. Yeah. That is so cool. The light is something else. Yeah, it really is, Jesse. Because yeah. I've been carrying this thing around, and it's like, man, I got to let this go. Yeah, I'm done. You know, I can't do it anymore. It's That's too right. exhausting. Yeah, let it go. Yeah. All right. Uh, what did I see? Right here. And then there, and then the young man in the back, and then James. Right right here. Hey, be- I, before I forget, I wanted to um, discuss pain. The, yes. The caller who had physical okay. pain. Yes. I deal with debilitating pain, and there's... Uh, debilitating yeah, pain? Yeah, chronic, sometimes debilitating. Like physical, you got hurt or something? Yeah, it happened in 2007. So you have physical pain? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Usually every morning. But there's a technique that I used <clears throat> that actually helped the incessant thinking yes. um, decrease and virtually vanish. So whenever I'm in physical pain, and you can use that, I use this with uh, negative emotions, and I use it with physical pain. I stop what I'm doing, I turn. I put my inner eye on the pain, and I say thank you over and over and over again. And what it does is it it begins to unravel the story of uh, victimization around it, which is most of the suffering. And then the thoughts, and then w- w- what is seen is that there's no difference between pain and pleasure. They're just sensations in the body. Yeah, I have noticed that when you have physical pain, if you don't focus on it and get all into it, mm-hmm. it seems not to be as painful. Correct. As it would if you start feeling sorry for yourself. Correct. And you're like, oh, Lord, I can't move. And yeah. really taking all well, the, Any type of overreaction to it make it worse. Correct. Yeah. And so right. what, the, what I discovered is saying, I had two techniques. I give it to God, which is a good one. Yeah. But what I noticed is saying thank you over and over it breaks it open, and it's the, the incessant thinking about it, the, the constant obsessive, yeah. I'm a victim, why is this happening? Yeah. It vanishes, and the pain becomes light, much lighter. I believe that. Much lighter. Absolutely. And Amazing. So, yeah. Another thing that happened with that is it, it had a ramification on my life where I don't incessantly think anymore because I'm always in pain, yeah. and I constantly use this. Now it's automatic. Good, man. So... You're right. This has never, ever told me anything true. That's right. Not one thing, ever. There's no truth in the thoughts. None. And there's just this moment. Right on, man. And the thoughts now just come from, actually come from here. The energy shift. Yeah, it goes from here to here. Amazing. 
Good, man. So it, it, I just, it, it, I think it could be useful if you're ever dealing yes. with physical pain. It's simple yeah, anything solution. you overreact to, it got you. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Yeah. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. Oh, yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I have to give myself injections. As a kid, I was afraid of needles. And so I would always grimace before I even felt any pain. I'd be yeah. like, oh, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. I went through that, too. And then one day I just was like, you know, I'm tired of grimacing. So I decided to smile instead. And Relax. now whenever I inject, it doesn't, it's like whatever. I don't care. That's right. Um, but the, the question I had, which has to do with, like, uh, responsibility when you are doing things that you lose control of yourself. So this week I got a job. And I'm working with really powerful chemicals, removing adhesives from glass. Right on. And these chemicals make you go kind of loopy if you're sitting in it too long. You get high? Very high. Yeah, or drunk. It's more like you get drunk because it's like alcohol goes in through your lungs. Well, you should quit that job. <laughs> so that's what I'm asking. Is no, do I'm kidding. I, but do I, do I, <laughs> if, so let's say I'm doing this and say I'm, I'm talking or I'm saying stupid things or I can't control my actions because I've been in this situation, is that... Like should, what, they should give you what should I be doing? If you're going to keep that job, they should give you something to protect yourself from that. Well, they, they have a fan in the room. <laughs> but, it, but if the chemicals are getting to you like that, don't you need some kind of yeah, they Why don't you, you do, ask them for something? Because they, they don't have the, uh, the money to do that right now. I don't know if I would want to work that kind of job. So I shouldn't. I don't you know. don't think I should do that. I don't know. I mean, oh. I don't know your situation, but if you're working around chemicals that right. making you sick like that, high yeah. or whatever, it may be having a negative effect on your physical body as well. Oh, yeah. And so you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, my hair falling out and stuff. Are you serious? Yeah. Are you crazy? <laughs> no, I'm just Did saying, but if I need the money, is that okay or no? I don't know. That may be another way to make money. <laughs> that doesn't sound, huh? Yeah, you suppose because you could be catching something that caused cancer and all kind of stuff. But I mean, I mean, so you're saying that you shouldn't, you shouldn't let. So, so if I was to say, uh, like you say, I, make say I mismanaged my di- like I have diabetes. So say I mismanage my diabetes, I go low, I lose control of myself. Is that something that I should be like? Is that the enemy telling me that I'm responsible for that, or is that you responsible for your diabetes situation? Right. Yeah, you're responsible for that. So whenever I make a mistake, I'm. What do I do to make up for that? Action? You can't make up for anything. You just so, do right, right then and there. But when you, but when I'm low, when I'm like my blood sugar is low, I can't control myself. But why would you let it get low? I can't help it because you have because to, of the job. No, you have to predict how food's going to interact with your body, and that's not always accurate. Oh, if I were you, I'd see a doctor, man. I don't know what to tell you about that. Okay. There's a medical issue, and I don't know what to tell you. So, like, when it's a physical thing like that, you just keep looking for solution is what you're saying? Yeah, you should always, but if you got a medical issue like that, mm-hmm. you should talk to a doctor. All right? In I both those cases, I should go to OSHA and then talk to a doctor? <laughs> Who husband is this? <laughs> <laughs> Who man is this? Talk to your man. I, I, I did talk to him. Thank you for talking to him. He didn't listen to me. He won't listen to you? Listen to the woman, then you suffer. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was your doctor. You're not making sense. All right. 
Yeah, you saw it all. Right from the job. Right. Yeah, well, I worked off. yesterday, yeah. Yeah. No, I, that doesn't sound right. All right? All right. Yes, sir. And then we got to start winding down. I have a brand new biblical question. Yes. Hello. Hey, buddy. Um, I didn't have a question. I just wanted to answer the biblical question of the week. Okay. So do you treat your neighbor, put your neighbor first in all things? I, I'm not sure if I interpreted that question correctly, but my answer to that, to make it simple, would be no. And the reason why is why? because when I, I hear all things, uh, the first thought, which is probably bad, that came up was um, that saying, like, you shouldn't give clothes off your back if you don't, or you should be wary of people who uh, are given something and they don't have anything for themselves first. So that was basically the reason, main reason why. But I am open to change my mind if I... Oh, okay. So you don't want to give your clothes off your back? <laughs> um, are you a millennial? Yeah. I understand it. Uh, <laughs> All right, but I appreciate that, man. Yeah. Um, right here, Daryl. Okay. Oh, and then James, then you. Okay. And then I got to wind down. Yes, sir. All right, so um, I wouldn't put my neighbor. I, my answer, my short answer is no. You don't put your neighbor first in all things? No. And why not? Because I'm supposed to put God first in all things. And, I was, and I'm supposed to treat my neighbor as myself. And so I'm putting God first, like, that's inherent. Like, the love that will come from God to me would be given to that neighbor. So, oh, okay. No. Amazing. You look like those guys. <laughs> it, are you sure your father doesn't have a, another child out of wedlock? Y'all haven't met yet? <laughs> uh, well, he looked like you guys. Um, meet your lost brother. <laughs> uh, yes, James. Okay, I have a caller named Sunny from the Bay Area saying she's... I think she is not sure she needs to forgive. Sunny. Sunny, welcome to church. Thank you. It's an honor to talk to you. Thank you. So um, my question is, it's about uh, forgiveness, your mother. So I say... Your question is what now? Okay, so... What's your question? forgiving uh, your mother. Okay. So when I say, when I think, I say, what, what should I forgive her for? Um, the thought that I have is like, I go revisit my childhood and all the effect that it had on me and my siblings. And I get, um, enraged, you know? Yeah. So I says, I can't call her like this, you know, I'm so enraged and, uh, that's stopping me from forgiving her, you know, Uh, all the disaster that caught, you know, that happened. So, so Jane, what's she saying? I think she's saying that she gets so enraged about going to, about going to forgive her mother. When so she she's think not, about all the stuff that happened? I think that's what she's saying. Oh, okay. Right. That's the reason you need to go because you're going to shake in your booth. Say you're going to be talking to you in your head. He doesn't want you to forgive. So let yourself feel all those things and go and forgive her and God will forgive you and he'll take it away from you. 
but you're not going to be free until you go and forgive her. So Do I if have you to are forgive mad, her first? I'm sorry? Do I have to forgive her first and then call her? Because I don't see, like, if I call her and just say, oh, I forgive you, and I still have that anger, how does that work? Do you see that you need to forgive her, that that is a, it's a sin to hate your mother? <sighs> yeah, it is. Because I want to honor my parents. You right. Know? And honor simply means don't hate them. It doesn't mean she got to live with you. You don't have to take care of her. But to honor your parent means don't hate them. They couldn't help themselves. And you okay. Know, How about, and then I feel guilty. I said her um, older age, I don't want to remind her about her failure. You How know, old like, is she? I kind of feel guilty. She's in, uh, 85. Nice age. You don't yeah. want to remind her about her failure. She already remembers. She knows. Okay. And you, you, I would really advise you to go do it before she dies because it's harder when your parents are gone. It's easier when you have to go and face them. You will get your courage back, and you will overcome the rage and all that. You will be a free woman. Okay. And so don't worry right. about what she's going to think, how she's going to feel. Uh, if she laid out, if she died right then, just be glad that you forgave her. Okay. And then okay, find out you before so you, t- but one thing I do, before you forgive her, ask her, where's the insurance papers? Where are the insurance papers? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> so she goes, thank say, you oh. so much. Yeah, you're welcome, but go and forgive her before, she, I mean, as soon as you can, to, because if she's 80, she doesn't have much time. Right, okay. And all don't right, let Satan you tell so you, oh, you're everything. going to remind her and all that. Don't worry. That's a setup, all right? Okay. All right. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Amazing. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, One more real quick. All right. George in Florida has wants to answer the biblical question, I think. George. Hey, George. Jesse, how's it going? Welcome to church, George. Thank you, Jesse. I uh, just wanted to, uh, your, somebody there literally had the same answer that I, I, I instead of putting the neighbor first, I, I want to put God first. And he'll guide me if, uh, you know, I ever need to, you know, help out my neighbor or whatever the case may be. Oh, okay. Amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you, George. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Okay, Thanks two other me. people want to answer this, and then I'll put my little two cents in and then give me the new question, and we're out. The young man in the white shirt want to answer it right here, man? Not that one, the other one. And then, I forgot about it, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> that was with the collar-up shirt. It looked like a, uh, a gang member. Yeah. Um, do you treat your put your neighbor first in all things? I suppose I don't. You don't, and why not? Uh, getting caught up with my own issues seems to be a higher priority. All right. And what are your issues? Is this your first time here? No. Uh, What's your name? My name is Joe. Hey, Joe. So what are your issues that you're caught up with? Because you're making a good point. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, probably secular issues, Uh, work, uh, girlfriend, money. So 
Yeah. Thinking about my neighbors as uh, either higher or equal priority to me doesn't seem like it is anywhere near on my radar. And, I mean, this question seems to be so uh, complex in many different circumstances and issues. Um, Putting my neighbor before me, um, maybe I'm not in the right mental state to do that. How old are you? 30. Oh, man, you look younger. Thanks. Uh, Do you put your girlfriend before you? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So that's your God, huh? Your mental She's state. not my God. No. Well, why would you put her? Why would you put her before you then? Well, I love her, and I. I'm okay. I'm coming around in a lot in. To the church back again after years of not coming to the church, and. Oh, you're relearning Catholic. a lot of things yeah. about priority. Where where God is in my life and where other people fit in my life. Right. So she's not my God, but I mean, maybe I was raised in a different generation where my my grandfather who raised me was in the army and told me to treat your woman well with respect. So I do that. You put her before yourself. Sometimes. And so, um, do you put her before God? Uh Sometimes. Wow. No wonder you don't put your neighbor in front. She's not going (laughs) to let you. Are you living with her? We are cohabitating, yes. (laughs) Cohabitating? (laughs) Are you related to Chris? (laughs) Um, Are you a Christian? Yes. Why are you doing it the wrong way? Uh, well, I, I fell away from the church for many years, and I kind of came back when Chris invited me. Oh, Chris invited you today? He invited me many oh, times. Oh, you know Chris? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. No wonder you speak like him. <laughs> he's so proper in speaking. Yeah, he's um, And now that you know better, why don't you do it the right way? I'm pretty far along in my relationship as it is. I mean, in my my career, in my life, the way it's been set up, it's all the, mo- the wheels are already rolling. Um, it's kind of difficult for me to go backwards. Um, and I've I, I've thought about this. I've heard you speak on this many times, and I've uh, spoken to my old pastor about this. Why am I living with my girlfriend? It just seems like I'm gonna be taking a step backwards if if I decide to move away, if we decide to stop having relations. So I know what you mean. Yeah. But but she's okay. not gonna respect you and you're not gonna have peace as long as you're doing it the right way. I mean wrong way. How is that stepping backwards to do it the right way? How is that going backwards? Well, I mean I'm I'm moving towards the American dream of you know, earning money and buying a house and having a family. So where I'm at right now, uh, I'm not quite ready to buy a house or have children. Right. So that's all more the reason to do it the right way. 
what you're you're saying to not necessarily step back, take a step back, but move away from each other. Yes. Okay. Because uh, you're not ready to start a family, right? No. And uh, you're not ready to get married. So why are you right? Well, I guess yeah. Scared of commitment, I suppose. I'm sorry. Scared of commitment, I suppose. Afraid of commitment. Of marriage, yeah. Oh, uh, but you're living with her. What's the difference? Well, uh, good point. Yeah. <laughs> good point. Yeah. If I'm I'm already made that commitment. What's the next one? Yeah. That's right. Well, I'm not telling you to get married. Though. As a matter of fact, I would suggest you don't get married right now. Sure. Because if you get married right now, you're getting married in hell, and all you're going to catch is hell because she hates you already. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Uh, not in not that blunt of a description. But <laughs> she resent you. That still seems a little bit too blunt of a description. She's angry at you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes, sir. So it's the same spirit. It just has a different name. Okay. I remember when homosexuals used to be gay. Now they drag queens. Okay. Same spirit, right? So she, the reason she's angry at you because of your weakness. She's looking for a father's love, and all you're doing is, is making a slut out of her. And so in order for her to respect you and get the kind of father love she needs from you, you've got to be right and do right. And I'm not telling you to break up with her. I'm, t- okay. I'm advising you that you should separate. Are you living with her or is she living with you? Uh, regarding whose name did is you, on the lease? Yeah, did you <laughs> it's move my into, name. So yeah. she moved into your place? Sure, yeah. I would send her back home to mama. Hmm. And just say, hey, we're doing this wrong because of God's order. We're doing this wrong. I don't want to break up, but I want to be right and do right. And that way, but you're going to really catch hell if you try to put it out. You know that, right? I'm, I'm playing that scenario in my mind. And that's just, <laughs> it's going to be. It's going to be incredibly difficult to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And why? Well, we, she doesn't live anywhere near here. And. I travel for work, so it's still a very tricky thing. Yeah. I mean, th- how complex lives are. I totally understand are. what you're going through, man, but women need men to be right. They really need it. It's, you know, you need Christ to be right, because if Christ were living with a woman, you wouldn't look up to him, would you? Would you? No. Right. And so you're living with a woman, since you're the son of God, even though you're in a fallen state right now, how will she look up to you? Women need to look up to men. So they can come out of the darkness of, of their emotions and imagination. She can't look up to you. I understand. I've and heard you should you s- love her enough to want to be right and do it. And I understand why you got into it. You know, we all get into it because we're in a fallen state, right? Yes. But now that you know better, you should be better and do better. And you're not going backwards by doing better. You're going forward, if anything. You're getting better in life. You're not losing anything but hell. Yes, sir. The, the logical step would be marriage, or are you saying to actually separate? Separate. Don't break up, though, because and, and, and don't have the, the sex thing. So she could get to know you, and you could get to know her, and in about seven years, you will see if this is the woman you want to marry. Will she be a good wife and a good mother for your children? 
But right yeah. now you can't tell because you're having sex with her, so you're emotional, you're addicted to her. And she's addicted to you, to controlling you. I understand. That makes sense? It does, yes, sir. And you want to do the right thing, but you can't. Since I've been coming back to your church and listening to you, a lot of things have started to unlock in my brain, and it does make sense. Yes. Yeah. And I think about I think about all the things that I need to do now. I mean, cohabitating with my girlfriend, forgiving my mother, and yeah. a lot of these things are starting to make sense to me. Right yes. on. Yeah. I suggest the things that you see to do, you do them. Don't put it off for tomorrow because tomorrow is not promised to you. You do them. And then that way you see the next thing to do and you become stronger and stronger and you will have an amazing life. It really, it just blew your mind. Wow. Got it. That makes sense? It really does, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you do the silent prayer? My silent prayer, that video, you know about that? Uh, I've heard you mention that, but I haven't Yeah, make sure you it. start doing that, all right? And you could still do your hoop and holler and pray. You know, like, oh, Lord, my Pentecostal, my yeah. <laughs> bless my mom and bless my dad. <laughs> Lord, I want a job. <laughs> you still can do that. And then once you get through hollering and hooping, be still and know God. It's going to blow your mind. And I can tell you what's right. You got to start doing it, man. You're a young guy, and you got to start doing it. And it's amazing to wake up at such a young age. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I more or less grew up in the church, so I stepped away for a few years, and coming back to it with with your insight is a very drastic, contrasting uh, version of church, which I which I really appreciate. Right on. And in all honesty, it's in you. That's why you can see where I'm coming from. God is drawing you unto Him, and and but He's like. Letting you see, because no human being can make you see the truth. Only God can make you see the truth, and he only allowed those to see it who want to see it, who are seeking the kingdom. And so he's working in you right now. you got to go forgive your mother, return to your father, and everything else will start to fall in place. Yeah. Why haven't you forgiven your mother already? Well, my mother passed away this year, and right around the time when I first heard you speak about forgiving your mother Yeah, was the time my mother was ill, so I never had the chance to. Oh, okay. But I, I, I believe last week or two weeks ago, someone either called in or asked you about forgiving your parents that have passed away. Yeah. That was um, something that I, I didn't know I could do. So Yeah, right on. That's something so I should just look get into. Get to know yourself. Because right now, the girl you live with is your mama, right? So get to know yourself, and that was you will see that you can't help yourself because you have your mother's identity, and that will cause you to realize that she could not help herself. Yes. If she could have done better, she would have. And and then you would. Are you close to your father? No. And and why not? Uh, I wasn't raised with him. And is he in California? I don't think so. Uh, do you know him? I know him. I think he lives it? in the Philippines. Well, he does. So I, I'm half Filipino, but I don't identify as Filipino, and I don't plan to go there. I mean, I met him when I was a child, but that's about the extent of it. What do you identify as? White. Ooh, no wonder you sound white. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. I was raised with white kids and white families. Right and- on. So listen, 
you've got to love your father. You can't be mad at him if you want to love God. Your father, can, whatever happened, he couldn't help himself either. Sure. So if you want to start a new generation, you got to forgive your earthly father. You don't even know why he left or anything. No. Why don't you try to find out? Just Should. don't don't yell at him or anything. Just hey, I want to know why did you, why you were not there. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. What did your mother say about him not being there? I I believe she didn't mind. I don't know. She. So you never talked to her about it. She was. She made a lot of money, um, and it was never really an issue. Maybe that I had my. I, t- I mentioned my grandfather. My grandparents raised me as well, and he was a great uh, male role right. model. So, well, f- talk to your father and ask why did you why you were not there, and you'll see he's going through the same thing. You, probably you're going through. Probably he yeah. Help him. Because if you don't, you're going to do the same thing. You're going to get involved with this a woman. You're going to make babies, and you're going to leave because you won't be able to handle your wife. Okay. All right? And you want to start a new generation. Yes, sir. So you disagree with any of that? It'll take me a little bit of time to figure out the semantics of living with my girlfriend. I I mean, that's not something that is done so immediate. Right. Well, do the silent prayer. But I understand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the silent prayer, i got to look into that because I've heard you mention that before, but I don't know what that is. Okay, ask Chris about it. He'll show you. All right? Yes. So all you guys are together? Yeah. All for you, right? Uh, oh, I'm not. Oh, you're not. Candy, I guess. <laughs> are, you a, are you like a proud boy, too? Him. We What's are. your first name? Joe. Joe. Are you a proud boy? Yes. And are you a proud boy, too? Do you all like go to school to learn how to be prim and proper? Do they teach that at Proud Boy School? It just comes natural. <laughs> I like that, though. I think it's really sharp. You don't act like gangsters and messed up guys. We're, I believe, all college educated. and <laughs> What? You're not dancers? We're not gangsters. Oh, gangsters. Joel's a all right, but very good, man. Any question for me? Maybe next week I'll think of something, but yes. not at the moment, yes. Yes. Thank you. Do you have any questions for me? Um, I did have one. Uh, oh, let me ask Joe real fast. What's your impression of Chris? He's a handsome guy. <laughs> yeah. He looked like that actor, um, <laughs> Tom Cruise. <laughs> no, he... He's a good guy. Yeah, he's very knowledgeable. Very, yeah, he is. Yeah, extremely uh, well-spoken. And, uh, you say that again. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Okay. Yes, sir. I, I had a question. Uh, gr- growing up in Alabama, uh, were you in the Baptist church? Yes. And would you say what you now, is it, like what denomination does it most closely align with? That's something I, I was wondering. Uh, that's a good question. When I think about what the Baptist talked about, it, re- it relates to that. But I don't think the Baptists, not all, but they don't see what they're talking about. But they talk about these principles. They read about them. They can quote the Bible, but they're not living it. It's not living in them or they're not living from it. But I think, but I didn't really pay a lot of attention when I was growing up to church. I went to church and did all this stuff, but I wasn't really into it. Yeah. But I think if, 
may go with that. Did you wear the tie? Right. To church? To Baptist church. No. I mean, once I became an adult, I did, but not as a kid. Yeah, they make a big deal about wearing ties. Yeah, when you grow up, you do. Yeah. Anything else? No, that's it. Are you living with your girlfriend, too? Uh, I'm single. Yeah. Oh, good. But I was before, and and then we broke up and didn't work out. And are you doing it the right way now? Uh, yeah, I'm going to. Yeah. You're going to? Once I meet someone, yeah. So next time you get involved, you're going to do it the right way? Mm-hmm. Right on, because that's what women need, man. They need men to be right. They really need it. They don't need you to come into their world and become all emotional and insecure and needy of them. They need you. You need Christ. And it'll be amazing. All right? Yeah. Okay. Ooh, time is up, Jay? Okay. Uh, you, you had a, a, short, a short question then there, and then I got it in. Nobody else. Everybody else just suffering until next week. Yes. Uh, so my answer to the biblical question is no. That's, that's all I was going to say. And you they don't? Kind of, no. Okay. No, because uh, God's first, and everything else is second, including myself. So, like, Whoa. me and my neighbors are on the same level, and I have to kind of put God first, so he'll let me know if I should put my neighbor above myself or not, because, you know, I don't know, my neighbor might be a serial killer, and if his house is on fire, you know, I don't amazing. think I'm going to go in there and save him. <laughs> you know. Okay. Uh, real fast. Just on the American dream, um, this is the greatest country in the world, and God's hand was very involved uh, with the guys who put this thing together and continues to bless this country. Yeah. But the American dream is a different thing than following Jesus. Than following Jesus? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So listen, I put my neighbor first in all things every day. They hate you for it. They call me cool. They call me Uncle Tom. They call me gay hater. But because I know that the soul is lost and need to be found, I put the truth out there. At I would rather... Because I know that they can't see and they need somebody to tell them the truth, even if they hate the truth or they hate you for it. You need to be that example anyway and make that sacrifice so that those who are seeking the truth can find their way. Because a lot of people don't know a simple thing as you need to forgive your mother. You need to be born again of the spirit. Most people don't know about that. Such a simple they read about it in the Bible, but they think it means something else. And they are not born again of God. And so I put my life out there because I want them, those who are lost, to find the right way within themselves. And I am willing to be alone. I don't care if I have not one friend, one family member. If I lose my life to tell somebody the truth, if one person finds it, I'm willing to die for it. I really am. And I just grew into that. I haven't always been there. I was like, this guy, ain't no way I'm going to a burning house saying no. <laughs> Same with silver killer, you know, but it doesn't mean that, you know, I'm not saying I'll run into a burning home for somebody, so don't try it, all right? <laughs> what, what, what putting your life first is loving people enough to tell the truth. And one thing that white people have done, they don't love people. Not all, not all, but most white people don't love people because they have put their things first. And black people don't love anyone either. They'll put, they'll put, try to get things first. You know what I'm saying? 
So there are things are more than education. There are things uh, where you live and all that is more important than anything else. Because I've been saying to white Americans for the last 30 years, y'all better tell the blacks the truth. It has nothing to do with racism, nothing to do with Jim Crow laws, or nothing to do with slavery. It's about being born again, returning to the father, having decent family. They would not say it. And now I'm finding out the reason they wouldn't say it because they were afraid of losing something or being called racist. But when you love what's right more than anything else, the name calling, the material stuff, it is not first. Your neighbor's first. Your enemy, even though their souls are not right, they're going to hate you, but your enemy is first. You tell the truth. And now they're saying that I'm a, like a, I'm a white black supremacist or something they call me. Like, you work harder for the white man than the white man. And so I'm like, I'm white on the inside, black on the outside. But you got to love your neighbor before yourself. And that is, you got to be honest with them. Point the way for them. Because one out of a thousand may find it. They just haven't heard that simple way of returning to their father. And so you got to do it at risk of losing jobs or name calling. But do it at the right time. Don't just run off in the mouth. Trying to be, trying to be cute, you know. Let God guide you when to speak and what to say. But that's what it means to love your neighbor, to treat them as you would yourself. You tell the truth. I even have the cool award. I want it. I, I, I think it's a lifetime cool. So I'm never changing, right? But you got to love your neighbor as yourself. And white people, you got to love the blacks enough to tell them the truth. Love God with all your heart, soul, and might, along with nothing else, and then love your neighbor as yourself. Tell them the truth. It ain't about slavery. It's not about tearing down statues. It's not about male or female. It's about the spirit being born again. And if you're in children of God, there is no fear. You have no fear. Perfect love casts out fear. So you got to love your neighbor as yourself. When they hate you, don't hold it against them. They can't help it. Tell them the truth and back off. That makes sense? That's what it means to love your neighbor, not giving up your house or uh, whatever y'all were saying. Yeah, yeah. But I would be willing to if it saved a soul, not willing if it's going to save somebody's house or that kind of stuff. So that makes sense, y'all? Okay. Last, what? Yeah, let them suffer and die. But you be willing to tell the truth. All right? And you'll grow closer and closer in it. You become one, and you'll be blessed for it. You really will. The little boy want to say something? That's the last uh, word. You're six minutes over the clock. Uh, you can leave. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. You're absolutely right. So, um, my brand new question. Who boy is that? That's right. That's what we need. My brand new biblical question. Are you a man of power? Are you a man of power? That's my brand new biblical question. And one person want to respond. And then we're out here. Right here, Joel. In the black shirt. On the front row. Are you a man of power? I don't know. You don't know? Okay. Are you a man of power? 
Yes, but the power's not mine. The power's God's. Okay. In the back, the young lady, way in the back, and then we're done. Are you a lady of power? Am I a what? <laughs> <laughs> that means, huh? A lady of power? Are you a man of at power? At times, at times. And sometimes you're not? Yes. Okay. That's my new uh, biblical question. Thank you all so much for tuning in, for the phone calls and the super chats and the uh, donations and the, everything. I totally appreciate it. So my new biblical question, are you a man of power? Really amazing question. I can't wait to talk about this one. Tune into the radio show. Uh, any announcement, Hermes? Uh, and I really appreciate your support. And thank you all for coming. I appreciate your support as well. Uh, thank you so much. All right. So we're going to do that.